unmute it. Just a little bit to shake my nerves off. Don't try to drive from Clear Lake to here in an hour. It don't work. Not in traffic. It makes you anxious. Okay? It makes you anxious, okay? We're going to get in the Word tonight, but uh, man, what do I say now? God's done it already, amen? amen? He's done it. Man, if we left now, we would leave so blessed. How many times do you get to be a part of uh, actual healing of something great like that? Amen. Well, hopefully it happens more and more. Amen. So we're going to get in the Word. I hope you all are pleased that I have on my nice blue jeans and nice sweater tonight. Amen. Okay. I didn't just do that for Curtis. I'll tell you a little story. I was on my way to pick up Ezekiel from school. I was running a hair late. So what I do when I'm a hair late is I cut across the road and through the grass just to cut off. Instead of going like an L, I make it just a little diagonal through. So I'm cutting across the street. I walk past a Honda that's silver. And you know what I heard? Click, click. They locked the door. They locked the door as I passed. And I looked down at my shirt and blue jeans and I thought, nope, something's got to change. I've done that before. I've been at a stoplight and I did the little click, click. Okay? I had that done to me for the first time today. That hurts. I'm telling you. That hurts. Okay? I wanted to look back and say, what do I look like? Okay? That hurts. Uh, we're going to pray tonight uh, before we get started. Um, I'm delaying because I'm not exactly sure what the Lord's going to say, but it's going to be good. Amen. Okay, um, man, I appreciate y'all praying last night. Whoever wasn't there was praying. Um, I know my wife was. She wasn't there, but she was warring on our behalf, and it worked. Amen. It worked. Uh, that, that went the way only the Holy Spirit could do it. When you have a tent meeting and the head crack deal on the street shows up and breaks bread with you, that's a good night. That's a good, good, good night. I got one even better than that. A lady named Ruby Jones with tears running down her face professed Jesus as her Savior for the first time. She asked Jesus into her heart to save her. That's worth rejoicing over. That's eternal. That is so eternal. And she was so genuine that I'm convinced she'll walk with the Lord the rest of the days of her life. And I'll be back in a few weeks to track her down to make sure we urge her in that direction. But I have a feeling that was very genuine. Ruby Jones. In Jesus' name, that the Lord will continue to uh, spring forth that seed that was planted. Okay? And these other guys that were there, man, we, I gave an invitation, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But I said, you know, there's people that need miracles. You need a miracle? Get up. Come up here. All these fellas start standing up and making, uh, it's, it's hard when you have a tent. Usually when, you, when they all get inside, we need to let the sides down. Okay? So it's not so easy to escape. But they turned and it looked like they were walking to exit. Okay? It looked like they were walking to exit, but they made the loop around. Every single one of them, except for one, and you could tell he felt awkward about it. Might have eventually came or just left. They all came up to be touched and prayed for, to receive a miracle from the Lord. That blew my mind, guys. I know it may sound like, well, that's just normal. If you've seen the street corner we was on. You'd understand the miracle that happened last night. Okay? 
Zeke expected God to do big things. He'd already told me to do it, and I knew big things were coming. But I'm always just a little amazed myself. Amen. I'm always just a little amazed myself. Um, let's pray. Y'all want to pray? I got a, I got a message, but we'll see where it goes. Okay? God's got to help me a lot tonight. Okay? Oh, Jesus, we thank you. God, we are nothing without you. Holy Spirit, we rely on you right now. We need every ounce of who we are to become just saturated in you, God. Lord, that our ears may hear, that our hearts may be transformed to become more like you, God. We need to be refreshed tonight. God, we need to be refreshed, and we know that only you can do that, God. Zeke's words will mess us up, God, but your word through me will draw us closer to the throne. Help us tonight, God. We rely only on your Holy Spirit to speak and move, and we know, God, we know that you will leave us forever changed if we will heed only to your voice. God, we love you, we thank you, we praise you, and we worship you tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, God's doing something so big Amen. in this city, and, and it'll spread, you know. We're just, you guys are getting to be a part of something mighty powerful, okay? I get little snapshots of it in my dreams and in my prayer time. It's going to be super good. It's going to draw a whole lot more than just us, but God is doing it. He is really doing it. So I'm thinking, hey, Eric gives me the platform to speak. How great is that? You know, it's so much easier to speak in the uh, streets. Your message is so directed. I'm standing, among, I'm standing among a group of very powerful people. I know that. Not perfect, but powerful. Okay? And I'm, I'm very careful to address a body that is prepared and making preparations for something great. Okay? Because I want it to be right on. I want you to leave change forever. And I want you to leave charge knowing that the task that God is setting before us, I want to help equip you to do it. Amen. Okay? So I'm wondering, hey, what's the word? What's the word? Well, it's the word for me, and then I just figure I share it with you. How about that? Amen. Okay? So the title of the message tonight on 12, 12, 12. A lot of big stuff happened on 12, 11, 12. It was getting us ready for 12, 12, 12, which is tonight when we worship him for all he did on 12, 11, 12. Amen. Everybody confused by numbers now? So it's 12, 12, 12, and the title of the message is Unanswered calls. Unanswered calls. Anybody ever ignored a phone call? Yeah. Anybody ever ignored a phone call only to very much regret it? Yeah. To very much regret it? I have. I very much regretted ignoring the phone calls. And I don't know that I intentionally ignored them, but I'm flashing back now to make sure my dates are right, guys. In 2000, 2001. Okay. Um, my next door neighbor was my grandfather. Okay. My next door neighbor. And uh, I won't call him my second dad because I have a real good daddy. So um, he was just a grandpa, a normal grandpa that I, I didn't get to see him uh, once or twice or three times a year. I had the absolute privilege of seeing him for hours every day. So that, that's a blessing. Okay? A super big blessing. We hunted, we fished, we did a lot of furniture work, a ton of it. Stripping, refinishing. I smell all the smells right now as I think about his shop. Stripping, sanding, and staining, putting out stuff. Beautiful. And uh, I remember that day, uh, sometime in the 2000s, who knows? My dates aren't right, but I was 16. And uh, 
So it's my dad's dad. So it's my father on my father's side. And my grandfather on my father's side. And uh, comes down with brain cancer. And uh, so we're fighting through that. It, it led to whatever. Uh, needing full-on care. And uh, I can remember in the night. It was so serious to me. I decided, you know what? This, this is a family member. I'm stepping up and doing my part. I'm 15, actually. Haven't quite started driving. I'm 15, but I should do my part. I'm a man. And so I can remember taking it upon, taking the load on with my dad, saying, you know what? I got this with you. I got it. So we did things that um, happened at the end of such stuff. It's, it's full-on care. And I was so serious about it, in fact, that my, my 11th or 12th grade year, I'm not sure, I went to my basketball coach, who is now my brother-in-law, oddly enough. Um, I told him, I'm not, I'm not being mean, and I'm actually, I'm not even asking your permission. I'm telling you. I know what time practices are, but if I can't leave at 8 o'clock to go home and lay my grandfather down, I will not play ball this year. That's how serious I was about it. In fact, I thought, shoot, Kathleen, she started uh, hanging and running with me at that time. I was like, she'll never stay with me because every night, she was parked in a little white Ford Ranger in the middle of the woods, not for anything bad, because my grandparents lived in the woods. She was parked sitting in my Ranger in the dark because I would be there to take care of him. Then we could come back out and, and go eat McDonald's, okay? I was dead serious on it. Here's the point I'm getting to. It really began to ring in my heart the devastation of an unanswered call. When things like that start to progress, we got a whole lot of phone calls from my grandmother about a whole lot of serious needs in the middle of the night. So 1 o'clock, the phone rings. You jump up, you just take off running. But I remember on one, maybe two occasions, I didn't answer the call. I didn't answer the call. And I can remember seeing an ambulance or some other person have to go take care of something, and it hurt me. Bad. Bad. And ever since then, I have, an, I have an uneasiness about missing any kind of phone call. I know some of you may find it hard to believe, but it's true. It makes me uneasy to miss a phone call. I don't like missing a call. You answer the question. You've all had instances just like the story I'm talking about. I'm, my story's not unique at all. We've all had pains just like that. At 1 o'clock in the morning tonight, or tomorrow it would be, if at 1 o'clock in the morning the phone rings, do you get up and answer the call? You can answer. Why? Because it's important. You understand that? You get up and answer a call in the middle of the night because you know it's important. Nobody calls in the middle of the night. Nobody calls. You think, oh man, what's wrong? It's critical that you answer it. If your phone was ringing at 1 or 2 in the morning, and uh, would it be easy for you just to lay in bed and ignore it? How many of you could sleep through a 2 o'clock, a 2 a.m. phone call? How many of you could sleep through a 2 a.m. phone call? Nobody in this room. Because you know it's critical. Something's on the line if you get a phone call at that hour. Okay? And I got to think about the unanswered calls in our life. Unanswered calls. As Jesus called us. I wrote down this little saying. I may read a paragraph or two because I just jotted down notes on the fly. Today. Okay? Um, you won't go. Listen to this uh, little phrase I come up with. Okay? You won't go 
unless you're called. You just won't. It's not debatable. I'm telling you that. You won't go unless you're called. But you won't be called if you don't hear. You will not be called if you do not hear. You do not listen and hear. can't go if you're not called. But you can't be called if you won't listen. If you won't hear from heaven. Okay, so unanswered calls. I'm going to read something. Why is this message on my heart? One reason... I don't want to see what God has sparked here already. I'm not saying that we're about to see revival. I'm saying we're in it. Amen. Okay, we're in it. I'm telling you, this is beginning stages, but we're in it. We're already in it, guys. So, And I like to use the word revival. I know it's debated. I don't care. I love the word. I love it. I love the word. It's, it's by very definition a restoration to life. That's what my Jesus came for. So I don't care. I love that word, revival. A restoration to life. That's what his blood was for. So let's call it what it is. Revival. I don't want to see what God has sparked here end in six years or 50 years or even 2,000. It doesn't have to end. Um, Oh, revival sustains one way and the church advances one way by remaining absolutely sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit and nothing else. A sensitivity and awareness that with Him we live, without Him we die. With Him we what? Live. Without Him we what? Die. Die. With Him we live, and without Him we die. Uh, Not caring about yesterday or worrying about tomorrow. An awareness and a sensitivity to the Spirit today. Um, I don't want to see anything fizzle that God sets in order. We have to deny Everything and cling only to the absolute power of the Holy Ghost. Being sensitive to His voice day in and day out. It's, it's dangerous to not answer the call. Amen. And I'm not talking about necessarily a general full-scale call. I'm talking about the day in, day out decisions that you and I are called to. The calls with an S. The calling is quite easy. Share the gospel. And be willing to die doing it. The calls are the everyday, individual, little steps that we cannot afford to miss. Amen. Not even one of them. One unanswered call is devastating. Amen. One missed call is devastating. And the only way to fight that is to remain very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And we'll see it carry out. So, where are we going? Uh, God's, uh, this is, I'm saying this to the church and myself. God is calling us out. Okay, he is aligning his army. He's preparing to proclaim the kingdom in a mighty way to this city. It's obvious, it's clear. He's lining up stuff that is just absolutely um, impossible for man to orchestrate. No way. No way. No way would you ever uh, picture the things happening that are. Okay, but it is. But it is. Okay? Right, he's calling us out. He's preparing us to proclaim the kingdom in a mighty way to our city. Um, but here's the yet, or the but. If we allow ourselves to be dulled by the prince and power of darkness, our spiritual awareness gets quenched. The single most important aspect in our lives, which is God's voice, can get drowned out. So tonight is an encouragement. We're going forward, we're going forward, we're going forward. But a warning... A proclamation warning. Don't just ride and coast. Remain sensitive daily. 
We're never quite good enough. We're never there. Always sensitive. Got to get it more. Got to get more. More sensitive. More sensitive. More sensitive. Okay? Um, last night in the third ward, I'm reading. Can't you tell? I just went monotone as I'll get out. Uh, when I was um, younger, I used to be so scared to minister to the youth. And so I would read it on a tape and then listen to it going down the road. And one day, Kathleen accidentally got in my truck and turned it on, and she laughed at me. <laughs> it sounded just like this. So, God is, hey, God does great things through uh, incapable people. Right, Ken? He makes his Yes, always. Hey, last night in the third ward, I did my best, my very best, to demonstrate to the people a concept of grace and you can't play games. You did good, brother. Thank you. You did good, too. Man, you all did great. It was powerful. Whew, powerful. I did my best to convey that, oh, God's mercy is so great, but you can't play games with him. I'm telling you. You can't play games with him. And we did it both ways. We wasn't afraid to run them out. Because if they would have all left, we'd have still had 20. We'd have still had 20 of our own. Okay? Um, I did my best to demonstrate this concept. We just don't understand. If we truly understood. If we truly understood, man. If we truly understood what it cost him. If we truly understood the power that flows through our bodies. If we truly understood. And here's what I try to convey uh, to them. I believe it's from the book of Luke, but it's somewhere right when Jesus is dying. Okay? 23. And he's hanging on the cross. Bleeding, dying. What did Jesus deserve? Did he deserve to be beaten, spat upon? No. Absolutely not. He was tortured, guys. This is our Savior. Tortured, beaten spat upon, humiliated. And as he hangs on that cross, he has every right to shout to his father, send him to hell. He has every right to proclaim that. He's the perfect one, the Messiah. He didn't deserve any of it. But God, through the power of his written word, gave us what I call a snapshot into the heart of our Savior. It was like a little snapshot. This phrase that I'm about to read to you is, is a snapshot of love. If you ever can define love, you take them here and say, I can't define it, but I got a snapshot of it for you. A little, a little, a little picture that I'm going to paint for you. And he says this as he's hanging on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. His heart yearned for us even when we were lost. His heart yearned for us. I did my best to convey that to the men. That God has given you a chance. But once you hear it, once you know it, there's no excuse for you now. There's no excuse not to answer the call. He's given us every benefit of the doubt that we could possibly need. There's no excuse not to answer the call. Let's go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Answer the call. What do you say when you answer a telephone? Hello? What would you say if you answered a telephone and you were one of the writers of the Bible? I would say, here I am. 
Okay? That's what I would say. Here am I. If you called me, I'd say, here I am. What you want? I'm right here. Talk to me. Okay? I think I'm going to address two groups of people tonight. The majority of the people will be in the second grouping, but there are some in the first grouping. If you're in the first grouping, there's work to be done tonight. It's called salvation. It's called coming to the Lord, learning to know the Lord. In the second group, there's work to be done tonight because we're never there. We're never there. Keep getting more. All right, little Samuel in uh, 1 Samuel 3. 1 Samuel 3, chapter 1. Um, there's just a couple little tidbits here that I'm going to pull out, but we will read, um, we'll read a little bit of the opening chapter here just to, because the word's more powerful than my talking anyway. Okay? Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were infrequent. It happened at that time, as Eli was laying down in his place, his eyesight had begun to grow dim and he could not see well. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. And the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. The Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. Then he ran to who? Eli. And he said, here I am. You called me? But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and he lay down. The Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and he went to who? Eli. And he said, here I am. You called me. But he answered and said, I didn't call my son. Go lay down. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time, and he arose and went to who? And he said, here I am. You called me. Three times, who did he go to? Eli. Just for the sake of uh, getting a point across to us tonight. Why did he go to Eli three times? Did a sentence stand out to you when I read it there? Why did he go to Eli though? He did not yet know the voice of the Lord. The word had not yet been revealed to him. So he went to the priest. But listen here guys, it says, Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went, and he lay down in his place. But he didn't yet know. Okay? He didn't yet know. That cannot be us. It should not be us. We have the knowledge now. That cannot be our excuse. That's what I tried to convey to the men last night. Every one of them who can quote Scripture while dealing drugs. How is that possible? It can't be possible, can it? Well, we watched it happen. So what do you say to that? They must know of him. Eric preached a couple weeks ago. They must can tell you what he looks like, what his height is, who his mother and father were, but they must not know him. 
we can't, we can't use inexperience as an excuse. We can't say it, guys, because you're in a well, um, you're in a powerful church. You're in a place where you get to hear, you get to hear the full-blown truth, and we have no reason for not answering the call. No reason. You know why? Because we know the voice of the Lord, and the Lord has been revealed to us. He's spoken to us. We know it. We have no excuse. If you do not know the Lord tonight, if the Lord has never been revealed to you, He's never become real to you, you take a step towards Him, He'll take a step towards you. Amen. Whoever it is, the Bible says, draw near to Him and He will draw near to you. So therefore, that promise must mean that if we take a step towards God, then what? He'll take a step towards us. If you do not yet know the voice of God, because you haven't, He hasn't been revealed to you, He's revealing Himself tonight, I'm telling you, He's pricking your heart and saying, I'm real, come to me, come to me, and I'll come to you, okay? Let's move on to the majority of the congregation, and for that, we will flip to Exodus, Exodus chapter uh, number 3. Exodus chapter number 3. Okay. There. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to take off and read them. Is everybody there? Yes. Exodus 3, 1 through 4. Now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, listen to what he says, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. What Mo- what Moses say? I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him. It says, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush. And he said, Moses, Moses. And what did Moses say? Hello. I'm here. When did God call Moses? When he did what? When he turned to look. When he turned to look. We got to look for it, guys. We got to look for him. We got to know that it's real, and we got to keep our ear tuned in. God called Moses, 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 and he said, Here I am. The call of God. He turned to look, attentive to the voice of God. We'll, we'll go back and cover what the cost of missing these is in a few minutes. I'm just illustrating to you a few of them. Let's, let's like to go to Genesis 22. Well, let's like to go. That doesn't make sense, but let's go to Genesis. I know. I know. Spent a couple days in Louisiana and y'all messed up. Man. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Genesis 22. Genesis 23, 9, Genesis 22, 9 through 12. 
I am learning to make jambalaya. I'm even learning that there's multiple kinds of rice. Amen? There's different kinds of sausage. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that if you show up with the wrong kind of rice and the wrong kind of sausage, somebody might not even want to take credit for making it? Who would have thought? But I've learned, and I'm without excuse next time. Okay? Genesis 22, verse 9 through 12. Uh, you guys know this story. Hey, what's happened? God's asked Abraham to sacrifice what? Who is Isaac? His son is the what? His son is the promise. So we're already looking at a man of right smart faith to take the promise and be willing to trust God's voice even over God's promise. That's, that's radical. To trust God's voice even over God's promise. That's listening to a call. Oh, to be at a place where you would listen to God's voice over God's promise. That would take another message to get through. Genesis 22, I'm going to verse 9. So here what, here's what's happening. It came to the place which God had told him. Abraham built the altar there. He arranged the wood. He bound his son Isaac. He laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand. He took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord, what? Oh. Called from heaven. And he said, Abraham, Abraham. What did Abraham say? Here I am. Hello. Here I am. What happens if Abraham is so zoned in that this is what's got to happen, that he's not attentive to the fact that God's calling him? If he's not attentive and aware of the fact and sensitive with every single moment, that God's calling him. He's trying to get his attention. Don't just get rolling. Don't just get rolling, rolling, rolling. Be sensitive. Be attentive to the voice of God. Because we can't afford unanswered calls. Can't afford it. Can't afford it, can't afford it, can't afford it. Okay? What can't we do? Afford it. When did it happen for Moses? When the, bur the bush is burning and Moses does what? Turns to look. When did it happen here then? His obedience. That is obedience. So obedience, you're telling me, happened when? Well, did obedience happen when he built the altar? No. No, it's preparation for obedience, but it ain't obedience. Obedience happened when he took the knife. Did obedience happen when he picked up the knife? No. Nope. Not until he had it raised in the air and God said, This man trusts my voice more than my own promise to him. And then he called to him in obedience. At that moment of obedience, God's voice was loud and clear and he was attentive to it. Okay? We've got to listen. But you hear him by looking for him and you hear him by being obedient. What do we read in that book about filled with the Spirit? Obedient people are filled with the Spirit. I can't remember the quote, but I'll track it down and we'll read it next time. Because it's a good one. Hmm. It's a good one. Obedience. Obedience. A qualification of being filled with the Spirit of God. Radical, reckless abandon of yourself and steadfast obedience. When you picked up the knife, God spoke. Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. 
Here I am. Go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter number 9. Acts chapter number 9. Verse 10. Acts 9, 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias... And he said, Hello, here I am. Here I am. And he said, uh, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying. He's seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in, lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Okay? But Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man. How easy would it have been for you to go visit Saul? Come on. Come on. How easy would it have been just to ride over and see Saul? And he went. Because he was a man that says, here I am. He went, though. I think that's really neat. You know, just think that's neat for some reason. Ananias answered, he said, Lord, I've heard many things about this man, how much harm he did your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. And the Lord said to him, what? Go. Go. Quit talking to me. Go. (laughs) For he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias departed. He entered the house and after laying his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you might regain your sight. Period. Uh-uh. And be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. He regained his sight. He got up and he was baptized and he took food and was strengthened. At that moment, Saul became a different man. Ananias, a brother brother just like you and I, Christian just like you or I, commissioned by God to go to the most dangerous man of that time. The most dangerous man of that time. And go lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But when he laid hands on him, he got sight in what? The Holy Ghost. Okay? The Holy Spirit of God. Thank God for the people who are willing to answer the call and say, Here I am. Thank God for those people. Listen to this. You take uh, Moses. What if he don't look at that bush and answer that call? What if he doesn't say hello? What happens? It's a different world, isn't it? What about the Israelites? I mean, what about them if Moses is out of the equation? I mean, isn't that crazy? What if he doesn't look to God and answer that phone call? It's a different world. 
I mean, come on, what about Abraham? What if Abraham's like, God, you told me to kill him. I'm in full gear now. Right up the mountain, build the altar, throw him on it, slice him up. What if he's not attentive to the voice of God? Where's the promise, son? Where's the promised seed of Abraham? He's gone. Yes. What if he's not attentive in that moment to the voice of God? Regardless of what had been promised, regardless of what he was asked to do on that specific day, what if he's not, moment by moment, sensitive to the power of the Holy Spirit in his life to answer the call? It's different. It's a different world as we know it. What if Ananias didn't answer the call? Oh, my. That we wouldn't have Paul, the Bible. I'm so glad Paul was here, aren't you? I cannot wait to speak with him. Okay? What if Ananias doesn't answer that call? It rings, ding-a-ling-a-ling. He said, here I am. What do you need? What do you need, Jesus? I'm here. You need me at the abortion clinic? I'm there. You need me? In the third ward, I'm there. You need me at the beacon, I'm there. You need me in Houston, I'm there. Where do you, where do you want me, Lord, today? You need me in the grocery store? That's awkward. Here I am. You need me to, to get out of this seat and pray for someone at the altar? That's even more awkward. Here I am. Amen. You need me? You need me? You need me, Lord? Here I am. Here I am. The enemy tries to cloud us up, though. You know what the first thing he did for me when I grabbed the mic last night? The enemy highlighted my own voice to me. And for me, it's not pride. It's absolute insecurity. Okay? For me, I don't hear my voice. It's like, oh gosh, you're good. Not me. I'm like, oh, you sound like an idiot. You are, you are so pathetic. That's what runs through my mind. Yes, he is. And I, I knock him out pretty quick now. But it's, he tries to stifle that voice. God's told me to stand there and proclaim a word. And he instantly is trying to muffle that. He's trying to muffle it so that I might put down the phone and refuse to call. I'm way past them stages, but I'm telling you, I still wrestle with it. When you pick up that mic and you hear your voice, you're like, you can't do it, boy. You can't do it. And i got to kick back and say, oh, yes, I can. I can and I will, and watch me. Amen. Watch me. And the night couldn't have went better. Maybe with the right kind of rice it would have been. <laughs> but in my case, couldn't have been better. <laughs> what if Ananias didn't answer the call? Where's Paul? left there blind and without the power of the Holy Spirit. You ever talk to someone and they give you all their life history and their life story and the moment you start, it's shutdown mode? Anybody ever been around someone like that? Because I have. And when I'm around them, I make a vow to myself that I'm never going to do that to anybody else. Amen. When I tell, when I tell a story or when they tell the stories and it's like, yeah, oh, man, I'm so engaged. I'm listening because I love them. Well, listen to this. Okay, got to go. Bye. Even if it's not physically, but mentally, they got to go. Not interested in your story. It's a one-way street. Listen to me. 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 Come on. 
How many times do we treat the Lord like that? He always hears us. Look at Isaiah 65. Flip there just for a brief second. Listen to this scripture verse in Isaiah. Isaiah number 55. I'm sorry, that would be wrong. It's 65. All right, Isaiah 65. Number one. Isaiah 65 and verse number one. I permitted myself to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I permitted myself to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am. Here I am to a nation which did not call me by name. He's listening. He's listening, guys, even though you know how much we deserve it. Zero. I'll tell you, everything that happens is not because we deserve it. Because God is getting glory. I don't deserve to be standing here. I don't deserve my health. But I have it because God wants to get glory that way. That's right. Okay? That's the only reason. But it can't be a, it can't be a one-way street. Okay? God, you're hearing me. God, you're hearing me. God, you're hearing me. God, you're hearing me. Are we hearing Him? Amen. Are we hearing Him? Because if we are, the same things that plague us over and over and stifle that voice in our life would not exist. The pride, the selfishness, the greed, the insecurity. Am I hearing Him? I should be able to step up to that grassy altar and pick up that mic and know that God's ordained me for it and don't care what I hear, I'm going to do it because Jesus is doing it through me. I shouldn't wrestle with that stuff. That insecurity is just... Filthy devil work. We're empowered by God. Amen. We have to move forward like that. We got to identify what stifles our awareness, because God wants us to go. God is sending this church, guys. He's calling us out. He's setting us apart for a task that's supernatural. Amen. It is, man. It's supernatural. We'll never be able to take credit for it because it's going to be way bigger than us. Yeah. Way bigger. Amen. Isn't that cool? Yes. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I could hardly sleep last night. And then I, when I woke up, I couldn't never go back to sleep. And that's rare these days because y'all keep me rolling. I love it. We're praying and out at home meeting. I love it. But I'm excited. Something's happening. Amen. There's something shifting up. There's something being positioned. And God's doing it. He's doing it. We get to be a part of it. But we have to stay attentive to His voice in our life more than ever before. <coughs> if you are attentive today, awesome. What about tomorrow? Amen. we got to be attentive day in and day out. Day in and day out. Sensitive to the voice of God. Because it's important not just to us, okay? You look at those three men that I mentioned, minus Samuel. If you don't know God's voice, you've never experienced Him, don't leave this building without taking a step towards Him. Even if you don't exactly know what that looks like, that's what we're here for. Take a step towards Him. He'll take a step towards you. Let it become real in your life. That's a big time miracle, I'm telling you. If that's stirred on anybody's heart tonight, let's do it. Let's do business with that. And for the rest of this body who is just empowered by God to go forth, <coughs> let's answer that call. Amen. It's ringing. It's the middle of the night, and we can't take a chance on not answering it. Because Paul's life depended on it. The entire generation of God's people depended on it. The promised seed of Abraham depended on a sensitivity to the voice of God. Unanswered calls. 
are devastating. Unanswered calls are devastating. Um, I'm going to pray, and we're going to close out, and then afterwards we'll let God do whatever He wants to do. If you need this altar uh, with no music or no nothing, if you need this altar to say, God, heighten my awareness in the Spirit, that I don't miss any calls, then just pray and work it out. If you do not know the Lord as your Savior, you've never received Him, you've never made that step, don't do that alone. Come grab Eric or Matt or myself. Come grab somebody. Take a step towards God. He'll take a step towards you. It's never, ever, ever, ever worth leaving without it. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Okay? You will miss the call if you don't know His voice. If you've never experienced His voice, make today today. If you stir in your heart, you won't need anything but that invitation to do it. Guys, He's calling us out. Let's do it. We're already doing it, so I'm not going to say that. Revival is here. Yes. Let's carry it. Yes. Are y'all ready to carry it? Yes. We're going to carry it. Yes. We're going to carry it. We're going to carry it. And I can't wait to keep on going with it. Amen. Okay? All right? Mighty God, we thank you for...